You still have to take care of yourself. Just don't identify with it so if a husband is adding on to you, you won't be able to let it go. But just see it as a job because you got to take care of yourself. You're, you ain't going to be living at home with dad and mama law. You know what I mean? You got to move on. So, yeah, you got, just like a man, you have to take care of yourself. Does that make sense? But just don't identify with it. So if you have to let it go, you just let it go. Don't don't think that that's who you are. And so if she if a husband comes along, Satan and the other women will tell her, Oh, you are you a traveling beauty person. What would you have if you let that go? You won't have anything. Who will you be if you don't do that? You just be a wife and a mother. You'll be that'll be born. You won't have an identity. But if she doesn't identify with it, she'll just move from one thing to another. Because even with being a house, a wife and a mother, even that fade away after, after a while. The kids get grown and they leave. And then the mother be trying to follow the kids to West Hill because that's her identity. Oh, I just realized something. How many, your mother is your best friend? Your mother, your best friend? Yeah. Okay. Wow. What? I'm writing something. I'll be right with you. I don't want to forget. Good morning. Welcome to Fellowship. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you all for being with me. You can get involved by going to the YouTube chat line and hate will pass on your questions or comments as we move forward here. All right. Good morning, y'all. How's everyone? Well, amazing. Any questions? Nice. Yes. Hi, Jesse. So Hi. I, I have a, something that I went through last week. And so I wanted to get your opinion on it. I um, Occasionally, my husband likes to, you know, have a couple drinks. And... Sometimes when he does, he kind of like wants to talk and, you know, just like go on and on and on. And so I've learned to deal with it. I just, you know, let him be whatever. But sometimes he'll like want to, you know, kind of like mess with our 13-year-old daughter. Like go in her room and talk to her. And But it's just like you can't really have a conversation with somebody. Because he's dropped. 
I mean, he's not like falling over or anything, but it's just, it's not like a serious conversation. So there's been, t my daughter has, usually I just kind of sometimes I'll let her deal with it. Or sometimes she'll be like, oh, can you come tell him to get out of my room or whatever. So I will. But he kind of like will just bicker, you know, like, well, well, I'm not doing anything or, you know, blah, blah. And so I have over overreacted in the way I respond to that. And then it leads into like an argument. And then so my my question is, is like, what's the best way to handle that? Um, how old are you doing now? She's 13. Have her tell him to get out. That she but she want. has. And when he does it, then you tell him. And when you tell him, he leaves, right? Sometimes. Even though he's bickering, he still walks out. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he will. But then after that, the conversation is over. Okay. If you want to keep the conversation going, let him, because he, if he's drunk, he doesn't know what he's doing anyway, right? So if you want to keep the conversation going, let him talk by himself, and you're just going about your day. You're not obligated to talk about right. nonsense. Yeah. Okay. But just don't get mad. Yeah, I think that's the problem where I, because, like, there's times where I just don't say anything. Right. And then, but it's like because I'm saying nothing, it's almost like he wants to continue talking. I know, but that's what the devil you know. does. When you don't respond to the devil, he get worse because the devil need a reaction from you in order to get a false sense of life. Right. So don't respond. Just don't get angry. You your daughter told him, hey, I want to be by myself. I don't want to talk. You have told him he's drunk. He doesn't understand because he's yeah. drunk. Just don't you know, be done with the conversation. Go about your day. Okay. And, and, and again, don't get angry because he's dealing with stuff in his life. Right. And, and he like can't I have, help it. I have overreacted. And yeah. so I'll like explain to my daughter, because my daughter will be like, oh, he was just, you know, a drunk or whatever. And I tell her like, you know, he's just dealing with something that he can't. Yeah. Is not ready to face. Right. But then she'll, you know, I, I don't think she sees that. She just sees it like he's annoying. Like it's annoying. Right, because like he's the, young. Right. And I'm sure she's heard me say he's annoying. And do you so, say he's just a drunk, you say? No, no, she has mentioned that. Oh, okay. You know. But tell him, don't be angry at him. Don't resent yeah. him. He got issues he's not dealing with. Right. He okay. has issues. So that she doesn't become angry. And as she gets older, she will learn how to deal with life without being angry. Yeah. It's possible and it's amazing to be able to deal with the issues of life without being angry. God did not create us to be angry. So that, that's, that, that'll be a good time to be an example of not getting angry and not calling him a drunk and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But let's let your daughter know, don't be angry, he can't help it. But to speak up, just don't be angry. Right. That makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But you got to, since you're the example, since the father's not being it, you got to be the example about not getting angry. Yeah. Amazing. You, were you at the women's forum last week? No, I was not. A week before that? I can't tell you what happened, but... I heard it was good. It was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I went, what? And a couple, and a couple of ladies went, what? I was stunned. <laughs> I'll have to bring my daughter to it now that she's 
13. Yeah, I was beyond shocked. But I can't tell you, God. And the women, nobody told their husbands or anyone, right? You didn't tell your husband, right? I know he asked her, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he, he seemed like the kind of guy that would ask. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him. But yeah, of all things, stay away from anger. Speak up, but don't be angry. And if you, because you're overcoming the human nature, if you feel some anger come up, don't call it you. Just watch it, but still speak up. But let it, just know, don't call it anger you. It's spirits. It's another spirit. It's not you. It's so like, sometimes it's just so like overpowering. You know, <laughs> even though like there'll be, Minutes, I'll be like, oh, that isn't me. But it just, like, overtakes you, you know? Explain. Like, like I've seen, and I, I question, like, have I really seen it? Because I still follow into anger. So, I, like, I might see a little, oh, that's not me. But it still, like, overtakes me, you know? Like, I still, I still see it. I see it for, like, a second, and then it just—I st still fall into overreacting. And Meaning that you stop seeing it, and you fall into it. Yes, or Meaning it just overtakes me, and I just like I throw that out the window. I guess <laughs> you know. It overtakes you, then you just start cussing. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not cussing, but I just get you don't mad curse? or. You don't curse. I mean, I have. <laughs> For sure I have. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Oh, I'm sure I have, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, but and so when you say overtake you, what do you mean? Meaning like that day, that dealing with my husband like that, I saw, okay, because I, I saw her dealing with, my, da my daughter dealing with him. And she's telling him, like, get out of my room. Like, you know, can you please get out now? Or whatever. And I can hear it. And I'm just thinking, okay, it's. Like, I'm going to have to deal with it in a minute. Like, right. how, what's the best way to deal with this? Right. And so I immediately, okay, don't get mad. Right? <laughs> but it's almost like, I don't even know if that's like a setup because I'm already telling, oh, don't get mad. But then it's like, that's where I'm going to get end up because I, I, <sighs> I have to deal with him and her. And then she's upset. Like, you don't say anything. And, you know, so it's just... And then I just get, and then I overreact and go, you know, why can't you just leave her alone? And oh, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Anybody can relate to that? You can relate? Explain what you mean. Add to it. I mean, I think it's just um, in your mind you have an expectation of, like, what you're going to have to deal with and kind of setting it all up. And then I think to her point, it's like, well, if I know I'm gonna do it, why wouldn't I have the ability to, to ensure that I don't do it, you know? But what's interesting is in that moment when you were talking about it, I realized in my own self that in those moments, that's when I'm trying to play God, you know? That's why I set it up that way. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna have to deal with this and this and this, and it's like this, creation that I'm trying to create and then I walk right into it yeah so amazing that is such a good point too about you going to be God you going to have to play God uh, and that's what all angry people think that they have to play God mm -hmm. all egos love playing God 
people who feel sorry for others, they love it because it's a thrill of playing God. Mm. Oh, I feel for that person. Don't do that. And they feel good because they have a thrill from feeling good uh, about somebody. And it's so dumb, but it's so part of the ego. It almost want, not an understanding. It has always been understanding by me, but now I see it. It's just so, just think about that. Another human being over here dealing with some issues, whatever, feeling bad or mad, and you another human being over here and you're feeling bad for somebody over there. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but that's, you're taught that, I think, in my mind, I think that I've been taught since I was a little girl to connect with people's pain to, to show compassion. It's a, it's a sign that you're compassionate, that you're not a psychopath. Right. And that's when you really are a psychopath. <laughs> All emotional people are psychos. Yeah. Insane, pure evil. Isn't that something? All emotional people. Um, oh, so to, anybody want to add to internet? Yes. I just have a quick question, Jesse, about, I guess, like language. Um, language? Yeah. Yes. It seems like in my life and in, when I hear other people speak, it seems like uh, we use language in such a careless way sometimes. And in, in this, this conversation between you and, and this lady here, um, I heard the word annoying as kind of something that was just kind of tossed aside. And then she mentioned that her daughter also uses words like, oh, my dad's just being annoying. Right. And I'm wondering, um, like, when, how we, I guess, should avoid using words like that. Like, I don't necessarily think that using language like that is helpful. It seems like it can kind of use it unconsciously. And then it, without, if you're not catching it or picking up on it, then eventually you'll start seeing your, your own daughter using language and thinking the way that you are. And I'm wondering, like, instead of calling your husband annoying or thinking that, like, what, how should you go about not judging your husband or not judging people around you and instead... Yeah. When you, as you grow in the light, you got to communicate, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to use word consciously. You're going to be aware of the word you're using and so the words won't have the same effect on you, either negative or positive. Mm -hmm. It'll just be words, a way of communicating. Right. So if her husband is annoying in her heart, in her mind, in her word, she's not judging him at all. She just understands what that word means to communicate with the daughter and with the husband. But she's not judging him, but she got to communicate. Right. But that's why it's not, when we use words unconsciously, we use them in an evil way. Uh, intent to hurt someone and to make yourself feel better right. or look better or blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> right. That's why we got to be conscious in all things. Yeah. I tend to be a little bit careful with how I speak. That's just kind of how I go about it because in my belief, I kind of see it as like we can eventually start to believe the things that we say, even if... Life and death is in the power yeah. of the tongue. Absolutely. So, I was just wondering about that. You ever get angry at your boyfriend? Angry? No. Annoying? No. I, well, what the? <laughs> Would you date Jesus? No. <laughs> you never get angry or annoyed or anything? Um, not at him, no. Really? Yeah. 
He does, you know, the woman on well, the thing and why is, is that? If ever, if ever there's something well, I'm that to learn something new here. <laughs> no, well, the way, if ever like there's something that <laughs> comes up, I guess the way that I kind of see it is I notice that something is weird, and I know to look at it and not to blame. Like the oh. thing that I'm feeling, I know that it has nothing to do with with him, right. and I know I have to focus on why it is that I'm feeling the way that I am, and I know it doesn't have anything to do with him. And so, so when he's doing annoying things, you think it has something to do with I don't, you? I don't think he's doing it. I don't think he does annoying things. He doesn't. We need uh, silly things. He's just. <laughs> uh, Are you thinking that in your head? What? This person is so annoying. No. This person is so silly. No. This person thinks you know what you're doing, he doesn't. No. Really? <laughs> it's. Nice. Uh, We'll have to have you teach the women's poem <laughs> no. one night. <laughs> no, because I actually something interesting happened uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, I guess, where I felt like um, something that I hadn't felt in a while, which was like, you know, that like pull feeling when, you, when something like fear or sadness or anger comes up in the body. And I, when I felt it, it literally felt like, you know, it's like a sinking feeling in your stomach. And at least for me, it was. And to me, when I felt that, I was like, that feels like Satan trying to bring me down yeah, with him. It is. And so I picked <laughs> up on that right away. And that's when I knew to to like watch it and observe it. But I knew that it wasn't me. I knew to, to like let it go because it's an unnatural feeling and it's an unnatural state. Nice. And that pull was enough to, to like bring me right out of it. Right so. on. Stay with it. Stay with it, stay with it. And when you're dealing with your husband, and you're on your way to help your daughter, just be aware of what's happening inside, what the thoughts are telling you, the feelings that are coming. Just stay aware of that, of that even when you're talking to your husband. Don't go unconscious. Yeah, that's probably my, my thing that I go. You want to die consciously. About it. Yeah. And so the pain, the thoughts, and the pain is the death that you want to die from. And so you want to practice being aware of that all the way through or whatever. And you will see that the help will come for you. Okay. God will save you from it. Okay. But do not judge yourself. Because yes. that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. All right? Okay. Thank Amazing. You. Any other questions come in? So, yes, sir. Uh, earlier, uh, right now, they uh, mentioned about compassion. You guys mentioned something about you know, compassion. About uh, what? Compassion of other people. Like you mentioned that. Oh, don't be feeling one sorry person, for you other people. Don't feel sorry for That's others. so evil. It's not even funny. <clears throat> well, uh, is it okay to feel compassion or feel sorry for someone who was genuinely born with a physical defect and a mental defect? Like <laughs> that's uh, everybody. Imagine, uh, imagine <laughs> like someone was born. You know. <laughs> not able to walk or you know that are uh, mongoloids they used to call them mongoloids you know the people with down syndrome or people who can't really uh, who can't uh, function for themselves is it okay to feel compassion and feel sorry for them and help them out when their family because a lot of them their family abandoned abandoned them so and they don't want because they didn't want to handle all that so where do you live that you run into monologues and... No, uh, I've seen people around, so oh. that's why I'm asking, you know. Okay. None of them are in my family, but 
I've seen others. Oh, that are but like not that. in your family. No. I mean, I've, a lot of people in my family have mental problems. I think we all do, but. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Joel want to respond, and then I'll put yeah. my two cents. He, he had his hand up. I think feeling bad for those type of people. I didn't see your hand, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Oh, okay. Feeling bad for those type of people makes it worse for them. Because nothing they want more is to be treated like a regular person. Because everybody treats them like they're handicapped or disabled, and they just want to be treated normal. So. Absolutely. And what good would it do them or you to feel anything about it? But, I mean, I'm talking about people who can't function normally as a... I crawling on the road. Yeah. What good would it do you or them well, if Well, it's you not felt doing it's, me any good, but it's helping good them out. How? Because you're helping your fellow man. Not when you feel sorry for them. Or compassion because you're going to help them, as Joel just said, in the wrong way. Well, if their you're family doesn't do it, somebody's got to do it, right? You're going to cause more damage to them by feeling that than you would if you didn't feel it. So if they can't walk, they can't feed themselves, or they can't communicate effectively, what, just let them die? Uh, if you try to help them feel something about it, you're going to hurt them and yourself. Well, not, not necessarily feeling something, but just, you know, I guess, yeah, we got to be careful what, what we say, right? Um, not actually feeling something, like, I'm not trying to satisfy my ego, but just, hey, you know, this guy can't walk. Oh, he's selling candies on the street. Oh, you know, buy him some candies, you know, help him out a little bit, you know. And uh, who are you having that conversation with? No, I'm not having a conversation with anybody. Oh. Just, you know, just help this guy out, you know. If you, if you, uh, there's nothing wrong with helping, for sure, but you should not do it when you're feeling something about it. You're doing it for the wrong reason, and you're going to hurt yourself and the person. It's enough to see that you can help, and seeing it in the right way, you'll be able to help in the right way. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a mongoloid person, how do you get on the sidewalk? I mean, how did he get out there on the end of the freeway? Well, unless someone put him there, right? It's well, that same a... person that put him there and take <laughs> I him have, there. I have, I have heard of cases where they use people with disabilities just to get money. You right, know, and here you come. pimping him out. Feeling <laughs> compassion. Oh, look at Monologue. He can't move. And he make more money than you. Yeah, yeah. Because if I ever get disabled, who the hell's going to help me? And Nobody's going to help me. <laughs> and because you got into your compassion... You felt good not knowing you just got robbed. Yeah. And you driving down the road all feeling good now. He laughing at you. Well, not robbed, but conned. Same thing. Ro- well, ro- well, yeah. But conned is like when they fool you into robbing but, was more like a direct, you know. But that is highway robbery. or knife point, whatever. That's know. highway robbery. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. I want to respond to his question about um, people with special needs. So I actually have a sibling who is autistic. And ever since my sister, she was little, my parents have always talked about what she can't do. She can't do this, she can't do that, she's incapable. Well, we can't do this because of her, we can't go there because of her. Everything is just negative upon her. And then now that I'm older and I've been waking up and I see my sister, she's still living like if she's, seven, eight years old, and she's almost 30. Um, That's a good point. And, and I can see how, now that I'm older, like I can see it in her face. She can't focalize it like we, we could. Even if she could, I don't know if she would. But I could see there's like anger. 
there's like torment internally all her face she seems like she wants to do more but my mom won't let her so to your point i think all the compassion my mom feels and all the sorrow is hurting my sister yeah and whenever i confront my mom like hey have you tried this have you thought of that uh it's just no i can't i just can't i can't no 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 it's it's never what if there's never an end of the tunnel so i think that 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 fear that my mom feels and my dad whatever is hurting my sister human heart is so evil and wicked that we all we do is kill one another parents kill children husband wife kill one another friends co-workers all we ever do is kill one another because the heart is wicked that's why the heart must change because we cause more harm and damage to one another than anything i guarantee you had those people have real love and they would have seen how to deal with her growing up, she'd be a totally different person today. I don't know what, but she'd be totally better and different and see herself differently and everything. What a mess, huh? The human heart is wicked. I, uh, oh, yes, sir, and here again. Great morning. So, Did um, I see your hand? You see also, also okay. I have a sister that, that has retardation as well. And uh, it's funny. It's funny you say that, that he's saying, "Oh, you got to feel compassionate for him." Um, when she she lives with with the mom, but then when the mom goes on vacation, she stays with my dad. My my dad and 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 her mom are separated. When she's with my dad, she's ran marathons. She's done a bunch of things, but it's because my dad comes at her from a place of of there's no emotion to it. He's like, "You have to work out to, because you need to be healthy." You have to work out because, you know, you need something to do. Your body needs I can't it. tell you the number of times I heard this from parents over the years. When the children, are, if it's a breakup parent, yeah. and the children are living with the mothers, nine times out of ten, the mothers spoil them, yep. just destroy them. And when the kids go and stay with the father, it's totally different. And the kids love that that energy they get from the father because... The yep. father make them be responsible. Yes, sir. He get them involved. He's not feeling sorry for them. Yeah. And then they go back home and the breakdown start all over again. And they go back with the father, the buildup has to start all over. Yes, sir. It's amazing. I've heard that over and over again. Yeah. With the mom, she, so now she, uh, the last four years, she's 26. <laughs> but the last four years, every summer she goes with my dad and she makes this huge progress where she can fend for herself. She'll tell my dad, take me to the gym where she can yeah. vocalize a lot of the things that she feels with my dad. But then once the mom's like, no, my poor baby, she can't do this. She's not able to, oh, look at her. And, and, it, and it's crazy to see on, that. But this is why I'm encouraging the mother. You got to get over this emotional stuff. It's not natural. It's an unnatural state for women. It's not natural. And all it does is destroy. Yeah. Really. You have to do, oh, okay. You have to do exactly what men have to do, what we all have to do. All must be born again, every human being. And women, you got to forgive too. You got to forgive your mothers, forgive your father, watch those thoughts like you were saying earlier. And that devil is in you. He will die if you stay with it. But you got to work on yourself too. You can't wait on the man because the man not coming. And if he comes, he's weak. So, but God may sent Christ for all of us, not, it's for anyone that wants it. And so don't let the devil tell you, oh, I'm a woman, I can beat you most. No, 
Emotions are evil. They are evil. Let me take this from Hake. Uh, to what Randy said to his mother, it sounded like he said, oh, it might be better. Maybe you would consider this. I think you should say it more forcefully than just in, in the nice way. Yeah. She won't get it otherwise. That's a good point. Men, you cannot play with the devil and women. You have to be stern and firm, but not angry. Really, the devil is no one, really. The devil is evil. He's not playing a game. He wants your soul. He wants to destroy you, trying to get back at God. And he will do whatever he can to destroy you. So you can't be timid with the truth. Just don't be angry so you don't be judgmental. That makes sense? Nice. Um, yes, sir. Thank you. Hi, guys. How are you? Um, is this your first time here? No, I've come. We've met before. Oh, okay. A long time ago. Go ahead. Uh, just regarding that point briefly, I think, I think the means is, I think you make a good point because how would you, uh, what, what would you want to help someone if the initial catalyst for that isn't some sort of compassion? You know, you see someone that, like you say, hasn't got legs. Um, but I think it's the means in the way that you help them. So it's kind of the, the old saying of, you know, teach a man to fish rather than uh, giving a man a fish, even though he yeah. hasn't got any legs. It's like, well, how, how can we help him help himself rather than how can I just give him something to feel better about it? I don't know what you think about that, but... That's yeah. a good point. Next time you want, next time you want, you don't have a mic. Next time you ride down the road and you see a, one of those monologues... And do they, they actually want help as well offer sometimes? Offer them, them a job. And say, you know, I don't have no food for you, but I got a job. Come and help me and see what happens. They'll cut you out. There are so many homeless people now because the government is giving them free stuff, free house. Everybody, I'm thinking about going homeless. You get free housing, you get free food, you get a free cell phone, free internet, free food. Why do you want to be homeless? All for compassion. You know what I mean? Um... I want you to read. Oh, let me tell you about this little book. So lately, over the last 30 some years, I've talked to a whole bunch of people about a whole bunch of things. And I've learned a lot. And sometimes when I'm walking down the road, things that occur to me. And so I would, I, and so a couple of publishers want me to ask, why don't you write a book? We'll, we'll publish it. We'll write. So I thought, well, let me start just jotting down some of the things I realized. And who knows what will happen, right? Uh, so I started, and the only person in this book is to jot down a few things. And some of them I will share with you today. Uh, and I get feedback from. And one I want to start here and get your feedback. Okay. And forgive me because I can't hardly read my own writing. That's right. I'm finding it. Oh. I was thinking the other day, or oh, it occurred to me that being unconscious is like being in an attic. 
and somebody come into your home and they're, and they're down there robbing your home, stealing your stuff, and you're up in the attic seeing it and hiding. And I said, being unconscious is like being in the attic. And when someone is robbing your home and you're afraid to face it. What did that say to you? Tell me what did that mean, if anything. Because if my what came to me and it come to you, sir. Being in the attic is like watching someone downstairs rob your home. Being unconscious. Being unconscious, I mean. Um, that's a good analogy because um, instead of um, if you're in the attic and yeah, you don't know what's going on downstairs. Or things no, but are going you do on. know what you hear the noise. You know you're being robbed. Okay. Cause, cause they're like, hurry up, bro. See if they got in the weed. See if they have a gun. So you hear them, you know they're robbing you. It's a good analogy. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I, if okay. I can add on to it. I understand. It. Who um, want to respond to that? Okay, let me take Nick first since he haven't said anything. Yes, sir. Um, you are in the attic, someone downstairs in your house robbing it, and you're just sitting there doing nothing about it. It feels like I deeply relate with that. It seems like it's a situation I've faced my whole life over and over again. Like, I know what I got to do. I know what I have to face. And it could be in any, in any situation. Some part of me knows what I'm avoiding. Okay. That's what I got from it. This young lady want to respond, and then here. I mean, I think my only response was so I'm just trying to play it out. I'm, I'm trying to say, okay, well, if they're in my house and I'm up in the attic, what do I do? Do I storm down there and I'm like, hey, put it down. <laughs> but then. You have to do even deeper, better voice than that. <laughs> um, so, and then <clears throat> I also thought, well, no, you bring in the reinforcements, you bring in God and. So I guess for me, I was thinking, yes, I definitely relate to that. Um, and what's interesting is that somebody would allow someone else to reign free in something that's theirs. Yes. So that to me was initially what I thought, like, wow, that's crazy because it's not even theirs. Why would we even let that go on even for one second? You're so right. And that's what it's like when you allow thoughts to rob your home. Will you allow the devil to come into your thoughts and into your emotion and take your life? Well, here you are up here. You have the light to shine on the, the robbers, but you don't do it. You won't even shine. That's what I was saying about you want to be conscious going through things. You want to shine the light on. You're in the attic because the real you is here. The not you is here. Your thoughts and feelings are not you. And so all we got to do now is forgive so the light can come on while we're in the attic and the light will shine on the, on the, the not you and destroy it. It'll destroy the thieves. And that's what it's like. When we don't use consciousness, we are being robbed of life. Because when you're not conscious, you're dead. You're being robbed of your life. Yes? Uh, but why does it feel like a natural inclination it feels natural to do nothing. It feels natural to stay unconscious. It may, I, I know it's not That's true. That's a good question. But it feels natural to be like, ugh, ugh. Like, why is it natural to get afraid? 
because you think it's you. You think it's life. You think it's you, and you think if you do something about it, you're going to lose yourself. Oh. <clears throat> you're not going to lose yourself. You're going to lose the not you. You have identified with, and all egos hang on to self because what would I be if I don't be afraid? What would I be if I would be worried? What would I be if I don't hold on to my personality? If I don't hold on to my charm, my niceness? Who will I be? What will I be? But then there's this, this interesting balance between doing something which is doing nothing, right? When, and if, you don't have to do If you want to overcome this, I will urge you to do nothing but stay conscious. Okay. Okay, that's the missing part. Okay. When you're walking to the, to the scene, and all your way into the room, your, your, your kid tell your dad, get out, I don't want to play. And, and right away say you're getting busy, right? Oh, go do it, tell that drunk, get out of there. You've done this a thousand times. He's already working on you. But if you were conscious, help will come right then and there. But if you go unconscious, you can't, ha you can't be helped. You got to stay conscious. Okay, thank you. I realized the other day, it made sense to be conscious. It made no sense to be unconscious. It made no sense. But I had to get there to see that. It just, like, wow, it, it made sense to be conscious. Anybody understand that? Yes. It really does make sense to be conscious. Amazing, huh? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm black and slow as well, um, Jesse. Um, what I what I thought about was the the robbers that are downstairs. Um, you're in the attic, and you're thinking that they're if you go downstairs they're going to kill you. And but in reality, if you just stay in the attic, which is unconsciousness. They're going to kill you anyway. Absolutely. So, but when you go downstairs, they're cowards. They're going to run away. The devil so will run away from you. Those evil spirits will run away from you when you shine the light on them. They will run. They cannot handle the lights. Just like thieves, if you turn the light on in the house, they're going to be trying to get out. Because now the light is shining. There was a, we played this on the show there was this guy walking down the road in New York, I believe. Was it New York, Sean? And he had his, his uh, iPad, I mean iPhone. And he just turned the camera on and a little bright light was shining out the camera. And he was walking by all these, he was walking by all these homeless drug addicts and people out of them. And he had no compassion, thank God. And, all, and the people out of them, drug addicts out of them, right? And all he had was a little camera walk, and they saw a little light and the hell came out of them. They started to attack the guy. They threw things at him. They yelled at him. They called him names and everything. That's what the devil going to do to you when you shine the light on him. When you shine the light on consciousness. I mean on unconsciousness. The devil going to have a fit. He's going to throw all kinds of things. This is too hard. Where will this end? I can't handle this. I can't sit and pray for two minutes. Where would all end? I can't help it. That's the devil throwing all kind of junk at you. Because a little light is shining on him. And he can't handle the light. That makes sense? 
Oh, it does. It just took me a little minute. It was, it was such a powerful physical point. Amazing, huh? What do you think about this? I, it's, I agree. It's deep. I agree with much of what I've heard. What part are you asking? Yeah, just what do you think about the whole thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. nothing, nothing. I understand it. Mm -hmm. But you've got to stay conscious. That makes sense, y'all. You gotta stay conscious. Who did not hear the radio show this week? Did not hear it. Let me see. Okay. I wrote down something else that. Um, anybody have anything while I'm looking for this? Oh, I got it. Oh, you had something? Go ahead. Y'all having fun? Is this helping? Yeah, well, there's a lot of things I want to say, but going back to the attic and the robbers uh, situation, in that situation, what would be better, God or a gun? Well, I'm really talking, in this situation, it's a spiritual situation, not a physical one. I mean, if, you, if it's like uh, really happening in the physical, if you still, if you stay calm, don't overreact at all. You see the right thing to do. But I'm speaking spiritually that we have the spirit of the Father to shine on the spirit of evil. And so if we, when, it, when the ego pops up, anger, fear, loneliness, whatever, that you think is important because you must die, if you just shine that light on it, it'll destroy it. My but if something happens physically like that, it's best to stay calm so you can see what to do. My response is... Exactly that what you're saying, but I think it's worded differently. It's God in that situation because God gave the intelligence of the person who invented that gun to invent it. God gave the intelligence of the person who made the factory to mass produce it. God gave the intelligence to you to be able to use that gun against demons. Right. Right? We're not against demon, but it's God. God, God gave I'm us all the, about the gave us life, gave us intelligence, gave us right. So it's right, God. But I'm talking physical. Well, well, yeah, but this is kind of spiritual too, right? But you're right. God gave us the ability to take care of ourselves, absolutely. Yeah, and the person to make the gun as well, and gave us the intelligence to to use it, right? To be able to use it, handle it, right? <laughs> What? No, yes, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus healed a man uh, at the gate somewhere. The man was able to walk and stuff like that. And Jesus healed him. And when Jesus healed him, he said, go and tell no one. Y'all know about this story, right? Y'all heard it before. Did you hear me talk about this on the radio? Oh, you did. Did you tell your father about it? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, I don't want to have him. I just want to make sure. Because I want to hear from someone that hasn't heard this story yet. Uh, he said, go and tell no one. Right? How many people for me with the story? Yeah? Okay. Uh, are you familiar with that story? Did, did you hear the radio? Oh, okay. Did you hear the radio? I didn't hear this part of the 
Uh, I don't believe you. You did not. No. <laughs> you make me nervous. Why? No, I'm playing. What did, what did he, what was that all about? I know the story. I didn't hear you discuss this part on the show. Oh, I heard okay. most of the show of the week. And why, <laughs> why did Jesus tell him, tell no one? Uh, I've always kind of wondered that, actually. And I used to wonder that, too. Why do I want you to tell that somebody? That always seemed contradictory to what Christian, Christianity always seems like. Go out there and spread the word. And then this story is like, Keep it, you know, keep it on the DL. Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. That's always okay. confused me, quite frankly. Um, here, why did Jesus tell him not to tell anyone? I don't know. Um, I've always wondered that, too. Um, I mean, I guess I could. If well, I think don't guess if you don't know. That way you understand it. So you don't know. Oh, I think I have an idea. Okay, go ahead. I believe that two reasons. I believe the one reason he wanted people to uh, not make a, a big scene when he was in that area of that town at that time and draw attention because he, he wasn't ready for that part of his ministry to begin. And another reason was he wanted people to be able to seek internally for themselves without depending on miracles or because uh, it was prophesied that someone would come and do miracles and all those things. And he, did, he wanted people to seek internally for themselves. Okay. Amazing. Who else want to respond to that? And it's not, it's no trick question. It's just a real question. Yes, ma'am. That's interesting that you just said that because maybe this is how I was raised. When I heard it, I thought he was testing the man. You thought he was testing him? Uh-huh. And I thought it was unfair. I mean, here am I judging God or Jesus, <laughs> but <laughs> I thought it was so unfair. <laughs> Sorry, I could have left Look at Jesus telling that man what not to tell it. I can't believe it. Why are you going to heal him if you don't want him to tell it? I can understand that. That's what's my thought. Oh, okay. Um, anybody else want to input on that? Yes. Uh, I, I saw the, that segment. Oh, uh, no, I not agree. you. I agree. Oh. Uh-uh. Oh. I, uh, what the? You ready to tell it? Uh, the young man in the red shirt want to respond. Uh, can you refresh me on the question? I mean, I got lost in his thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Jesus healed a man, right? When he was walking around, he healed people. And one day he was walking through the yard, um, through the gate, and some crippled man would land there. And he healed the man, and he said, you're now healed, paraphrase. You're now healed. Go and tell no one. Why did he tell the guy not to tell anyone? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea. I mean, it's, but the person that got healed, it's human nature to say, wow, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. This guy got me out of a hole. Um, I have to tell people what a great guy Jesus is. Right. Right. So it's like a natural inclination. Like almost everybody would go. Man, he took me out of the gutter, this guy. Did you think Jesus needed him or wanted him to say thank you? No, because Jesus is on a higher level than every human being, right? You know, and every human, I mean, there's human nature. I mean, it's like 
if somebody bails you out of a horrible situation, you, you, you're thankful, you're grateful, because when you're in the gutter, or like this guy is like crippled or whatever, that's like amazing. Like his life has changed just because of this guy. I don't know if he knew there was Jesus was God or whatever, but he's like, whoa, this guy saved my butt. Okay, amazing. Um, yes, sir. I forgot to add um, also too, I don't believe that Jesus would have liked a man to go out to try to get a thrill from giving that like testimony. Okay. Let me ask the young lady right next to you. You a little Christian, Bible thumper, overcomer. Hi, <laughs> right, my name is Shirley. I'm a Bible thumper addict. You've heard that I've read that in the Bible before, right? Yeah, I've heard what? that story, yeah. All right. And you didn't hear the show this week? No, I didn't know. Okay. Why did Jesus say don't tell anyone? My first, my first thoughts was, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, nice. The young lady here. <laughs> You're a little overcoming Catholic, right? Over, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you're not a Catholic? No. Well, I thought all Mexicans were Catholic. Oh. First I'm white, now I'm Mexican. But you... <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> What did Jesus meant when he said, why did he say don't tell anyone? I don't know. But you heard about that story, Yeah, right? I've heard the story. When you first heard it, do you remember what you thought about it at the time? I thought maybe because what Jesus did, eventually people would see and would want some of that also. That's what I thought, yeah. hearing the story. But I don't know, I should have heard the show. <laughs> would have been different right now, but <laughs> yeah. it's amazing how imaginations always making us think things, always filling in the blank. You know that's evil. It doesn't give you a moment to ponder it, to have a way to see about it. That's why we got to watch these thoughts. All thoughts are all lies all the time, and I want to. This year theme is. Um, don't tell me. What's our, this theme? You heard it just now. You said one for nothing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you want? <laughs> uh, I, this year, want for nothing. And so this year, we're tearing down all the wants for things. And this is part of it. Want for nothing. All right. Um, this young lady in the, in the black jacket said, want to have a, a stab at it. Um, I don't know, but the only thing I can recall that we talked about before is you know, when you give, give anonymously and don't speak about it and you will be rewarded by God in other ways and in silence. And I guess that's what Jesus knew and that anything else would also try to, it would be egos trying to feed his ego. Okay. Um, Amazing. Uh, all right. The young man had his hand up behind you. Uh, I think genuinely, I, I, I never heard about that he didn't want people to know. I think genuinely he did it so that um, that person knows he's not doing it for other people. He's not like helping you and saying, hey, go tell everyone I helped you. He's genuinely helping them 
helping that person for him and only for him to help him, not to get clout off of it, not to get like recognition that he did something. Amazing. Sean, what are you getting from the feedback? Um, I, um, about this particular thing, about Jesus t telling no one? Yeah. Um, nothing, I, I don't know, nothing. You don't know? No, I had a comment from earlier, but I don't want to change the subject. Oh, okay. Hold on to it. What are you getting from the feedback? Um, because we talked, because I heard you talk don't about it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say But because I heard, I remember I, I was saying similar things. I was saying, oh, because he didn't want, um, but anyways, I, I won't, I'll try not to say too much. It's just funny how the mind, I'm just remarking on how the mind plays on over the same way and is predictable and is shallow. The mind is shallow. Good point. I want you all to watch even now. If you don't know, why don't you just say, I don't know? The mind won't let you say, I don't know. It'll make you come up with something. It'll make you just come up with something. It, the intellect is telling you stuff because the intellect is evil and it doesn't want you to know that you don't know. It's playing God. If you don't know, just say, oh, I don't know. Or you might want to add, I thought it meant this when I first heard the story. But don't add all this stuff into it. You got to watch it. You got to be aware. You got to be conscious. That makes sense? Yeah. It will not let you say, I don't know. Because plus, if it, it feels good, sounds good, we look like you saying something right. Everybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> And they're going to be bowing their head thinking you're right, approving and you're all wrong. And they bowing their head, that makes you feel like, yeah, I'm really right about this one. <laughs> Look at the witnesses around me. And the witnesses don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? This is so good, huh? <laughs> Who don't think this is good? You're not having fun and realizing from this. The devil is a mess. He really is. He works on you in all kinds of ways. What's wrong with saying, like the young lady did, I don't know. I'm sure the devil would tell her, make up something. <laughs> Say this. Little things you got to watch. Don't worry about the big things. If you watch the little thing that doesn't seem important, when the big storm comes, you'll be ready for it. It's a little like walking through a door or getting in and out of your car. Or Watch those little things. I have my staff to, hey, guys, I, I want to encourage you all to, today when you're walking in and out of the doors, be aware. They forget as soon as I tell them. <laughs> and some of them will try it. But not all of them. Some of them do it. Some one or two. Any crowd, they're always going to be one or two. But most of them forget. They'll try for a minute, and then they forget. And I can see them speeding through doors, like Natty going north. Isn't that amazing? I'm telling you, you practice these little things that seem mundane. Ooh, that's a white word. You know the white word? Mundane. <laughs> But if you watch them, you're growing. And then when the big things come, you'll be ready for it. But you got to watch them. 
It is abnormal not to be conscious. Did you hear the show, Frankie? I did. Oh, okay. No, I don't want to. <laughs> the reason Jesus asked, told him that you're now here, go and tell no one, was because he knew human heart was animals. Human beings are like animals. They're vicious, they're nasty, they're evil, they're wicked, and they would try to make him doubt himself. Oh, Jesus didn't heal you. You were already healed. Oh, you were faking it anyway. They would try to make him doubt himself. And Jesus knew that the man would go and start teaching. You know how every time you hear the truth, you read the Bible, you read something, the first thing you want to do is go teach somebody. Isn't that right? The first thing you want to do is go show off how much you know. Oh, you hate your mama. Oh, you hate your daddy. Return to your mama. I mean, your daddy. The first thing the ego wanted to do is go teach. And Jesus knew he would want to do that. So I'm telling you, stop going and teaching. Cut it out. It's all ego. Every time somebody says, we got so many teachers out there, it make me dizzy. And they have nothing about ego. I have no idea what they're talking about because if they knew, they would wait until the words come by themselves. They would wait on God to speak, make them speak. But the teacher's ready to tell everybody. And he knew the man would do that. Amazing, huh? Yes. And this young lady want to respond to that, too. Yes. So you were talking about being present. And one time I heard you say, if you think you're present, you're not present. That's right. So then when do you know you're present? When you stop thinking. But wouldn't, wouldn't you have to, like, okay, I'm aware of my surroundings? <laughs> I'm sorry? Like, wouldn't you still notice, like, I'm aware? Like, that's still, isn't that still come up as a thought? When you can see that you're aware, there is no thinking about it. When you're just aware, there are no thoughts in awareness. Thought awareness destroys thoughts. It's the same relationship Adam and the father had before. They communicated without words. I'll have to, I guess, not think on that. (laughs) 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 Because when you, the moment you think that you're aware, Satan got you. You become unaware. You become unaware the moment you think you're aware. Because how can you be into thinking and be present? You can have but one mind. When I have a thought and say, like I, for example, the thing with my husband, when I have that thought that says, okay, this, I'm, this isn't me feeling this or like these, and I guess I just come out of it. So that was a thought. So therefore I wasn't present, right? Even if it's a thought know, about me, this isn't me, you let that pass too. Because that's you and the devil. The devil says, oh, that's not you. You have a feeling, but it's not you. That's the devil. Let that pass too. All thoughts go. That's a very good question. How can you be, if I have a thought that I'm aware, am I aware? You're not aware. You're back into thoughts. So when the thoughts tell you're aware, let it pass. And then by being aware of that thought, you're still aware. 
Don't communicate with it. Don't talk to it. Don't have nothing, anything to do with it. Just be aware that the thoughts are telling you that you're aware of that in the past. Okay. That, that makes sense? Yeah, just be aware that the thought is telling you you're aware. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Amazing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mess. You know, that's deep, though. Because the devil tried to get involved with everything. He's trying to be God. He's trying to imitate God. So when he tell you that you're aware, let that pass. And just stay aware because you're now still aware of the devil telling you you're aware. Amazing, huh? I'm telling you, God loves us. And he's trying to save us from all this mess from the imagination. Yes, ma'am, and then here. Okay. Um, yeah, I think everything that you're saying is right. I, I have to ask myself, why then do I do that? Why, I, again, we're always looking at ourselves, but I, I, I tend to want people to see things a certain way. <laughs> the um, teacher. Yeah. Um, but I guess because I feel enlightened, but maybe that is my ego. It is. Yeah, for sure. Anytime you want somebody else to know what you know or you want them to see, it's all ego. Yeah. But I have one thing that I've been thinking about this week, and it, it has something to do with this, because when we talk about God and we talk about the Bible and people's connection to him, for some reason this week I was thinking, well, what are those transformations? What are those... What are those instances in people's lives where they were on drugs and drinking or they were a lesbian and they were never, you know, had any intention of being in the natural order of things. And then God comes in and they're transformed. Um, obviously, that's God. But I think a lot of them create a ministry around it. And so there is a lot of teaching that happens based on all of that. Um, so does, is there credence in that? Like, is there, that happened, God did transform, now they're a totally different person. Are they free? Are, are they experiencing the freedom that we, we're searching for? That's a million dollar question. Okay. And hold the mic. This young lady want to respond to it and hate want to respond. I have to hear it again, what you just asked. Where were you? I was here, but I didn't really, as what she was the, saying it, I didn't really Where were your mind? Be honest. You want to be honest? <laughs> I was still thinking about um, the, when you were talking about Jesus. Right. And uh, the show. And I was thinking about what I was thinking when I seen you guys talking about it. That's why you missed the question. The question. Yep. You yep. didn't come with us. You stayed behind. Well, I heard her. I heard her speaking. I heard right. her speaking of course, about but your when mind people was transform and they make a ministry of it. I did hear it, so I'm like taking it all in. But um, I wanted to say I was like debating like whether I should say I want to be honest when you were saying um, how everybody, if you don't know like what Jesus. Um, what G the reason why Jesus told him not to go say anything. Hold that thought. Okay. I want to really deal with this, but okay. don't forget. Okay. So I ain't going to let you bring me back down there okay. yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But don't forget it. Don't let me leave. Okay. Um, okay. Hate want to respond to it. You heard her hate. 
it's I, I'm a, I'm I can be wordy. So there's a lot of words. There yeah. was a lot of yeah, words. making sure that's that's yeah, a good point. That's true. Be piffy. Yeah. Uh, Cut out the long talking stuff and be piffy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I knew that word, right? I heard hate said when he read the super chat. <laughs> He's like, this is not piffy. But reword it. Uh, so <laughs> those transformations that take place, are those, are those true freedom? Is that real freedom? It's the same freedom that we are searching for. No, not necessarily. Because atheists go through, get that same thing. A lot, of the, a lot of people do that. And then they still get mad. They still get thumperish. So it's not necessarily freedom to but, be to shed some of these bad habits. But God is still in that. Like the, the, all that transformation is still God. In the, in the sense that like he laid out some natural ways of, of life so that physically you can overcome some stuff, but sp spiritually you're still a mess, so he's not in, necessarily involved with your spirit with that. Hmm. It's just like some, youth, a lot of born-agains, so-called born-agains, overcame that, that bad stuff that they were doing, the drugs or whatever, but there's still a mess in other ways. But then what, what creates that transformation? What creates that freedom from what they were doing before? It's, if it's, is it God? Is God in it at all? Maybe a little bit, kind of like how Daniel earlier this service said that God gave the, us the good sense to make guns and stuff like that. So on a physical level, they're overcoming physical things. But I think that's, I think that's all that it really is. It's useful, it's nice, it's kind of like exercising. Mm. It's good for you, uh, but it's limited in its value. Okay, so here, I'm going to move a little faster. Sean want to respond, he want to respond, and I saw some hands. You want to respond. And then Francisco got the last word on it. Be piffy. It's, it's pithy with a T-H. Piffy is a different White word. People. What is it? It's pithy with a T-H. Pithy. Yeah, pithy. Pithy. Yeah, pithy is a different word. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's not a curse word or anything, right? No. Oh, thank God. It's right on the border. Okay. <laughs> Um, Go ahead. But yeah, like Hake said, like the real sense of freedom is uh, the real sense of spiritual freedom is different than the physical freedom that those people are going through. So that's all I got to say about that. And she wanted to know where is God in it at all, right? Yeah, I mean he's he's in all things. So okay, yes, sir. And then what did I see here and there? Okay. I don't think God is in it. I don't think God is in that. And why not? Because um, there, if there's no true, like, spiritual change, then, I mean, the physical is the physical. So um, that was probably the, the devil, to be quite, on, to be, um, quite honest. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I think it's um, the story of... <clears throat> the man coming to Jesus to walk and Jesus helps him walk and says, don't tell nobody. I think it's like that. I think there's the spirit in you that can know 
to search for something and and go to God, maybe consciously or unconsciously, and I think he can wake you up, but the second that you go out and start, God did this, I did this, I'm this, that, whatever, you do exactly the antithesis of what God was, like, doing in the first place within that story. So I think, like, you can be in a breakdown of your life living in hell, whatever label you want to put on it, but the second that you take it into your own hands and start claiming your own victory of it, even in all in the name, you're right back into your own hell, and you can just keep traveling down, and God will let you keep going down that road. Okay. Uh, Francisco and then here. Oh, okay. Uh, Nick, you think you mind too? Because, uh, no, I don't. Fine, I'll go. I'm go sorry? I'll go. I'll answer. Okay, respond to the question. Oh, yeah. Um, it sounds yeah, like false salvation. Hair, right? Yeah, it sounds like, I may not really know, but it sounds like some of that false salvation, and you can get that even by confessing your sin and reading the word. You get, you could replace drugs with anything. You can okay. go with the word. Amazing. Right here. I, I believe God is in it. And the reason I say that is because I'm someone who was not raised in Christianity. I started out in metaphysical, then, you know, I've, I've studied Buddhism, I've, I've been in Muslim a little bit, and just everywhere. And through going down the path that I personally went, it all led me here because there were certain elements in each of those things that just didn't, some of it was was accurate and even biblical, but a lot of it didn't resonate. And I knew that something was off in it because we already know what we know before we, before we get here. So those avenues, those different faiths and those different workshops, all the workshops I've gone through, all the things led me here. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Behind you. Thank you. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I um, I got the thought. Did you of tell your me. husband what happened Thursday? You didn't tell him, right? Oh, I, I bet he wanted to know, though. Huh? Nice. <laughs> Did you tell him something happened that was shocking? I don't know if I'm ever gonna get over that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um. <laughs> The question to respond, I guess the thought that came to my head was basically if you ever um, talk to anyone who dealt with addiction and quote unquote over, what was the word, like they, they got through it, um, Not they always say they don't. It's a day-to-day battle and it's not something like, oh yeah, now I don't do drugs. No, it's like a constant thought. Like you said, all thoughts are lies, so which means I don't think it's God. That's they they reach that freedom because they're still dealing with it no matter what every day around them. So it's that thought process that are still in is it's still in their head. So I don't think it would be freedom. Okay. Did you want to respond to that? Um, I was still thinking about Jesus and the cripple, but I'd say <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody keeps taking me back there. But Jesus and the cripple, I would say. Okay, hold that thought. I'll come back to it right. when we get here. Okay. Um no, God is not in it. They are not healed. It's all in that. 
They may have stopped being drug addicts or alcoholic or whatever, but they escaped into something else that made them feel good and took the place of that. And that's why they start ministries and all that, and they start lying on God. But in Woodland, they're still lost. They're still miserable. They're still angry as somebody might hate. They're still into their imagination. They don't have perfect peace. All they did was escape from one thing to another. And as far as God, you are a seeker, so God is, he knows your heart. He knew you want what's right, right? So he let you look here, he let you look there, he let you look there and there. Till finally you find a place that say, look inwardly. The kingdom of heaven is inside, just look there. He was with you because you wanted the truth. And you're looking at all places. But these people that does this, they are still lost. They're not looking. They just stop the alcohol, but they use the Bible. They use words. They use ministries. They, and so now they're feeling good using those words, which is the same as being an alcoholic or drug addict or lesbian or anything else. Salvation is of the heart. You must be born again. Will you say that? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why it was something question, something in me questioned it. We can't rely on anything. We must die from all ideas, all thoughts, all feelings, all everything. We must die. And you will die, and then you shall live. Matter of fact, when you wake up, when you forgive, you start to live, and now you're dying. Because the light is killing the, the darkness. You live, you rise, and then you die. You die from the darkness. Because now you have the power of God working on your behalf. Christ rose and then he died. And that's what we have to do. Amazing. So let me get to this. And then I want to, the biblical question. We haven't gotten to that yet. So you were set, so when I was watching the show and you had the experts on and everybody. The experts ask, are amazing. Yes. And then you ask um, everybody, why did Jesus say, go tell him not to tell? And everybody gave their opinion. And then I started thinking about my opinion, which was similar to the first two things that Anthony said about him wanting to be, uh, he wanted, he, him wanting to know that person, that person to know individually or internally. And also that maybe he didn't want to bring a lot of attention because it did say something in the story about after that, he did not go back into that land. Right. And he stayed outside. And then you said what well, you said. And I thought, how Jesse know? Like, so, but in the end, I'm like, well, I, my opinion was that it could have been so many different, different reasons why he said that. But then when you said it again today, you were like, the reason why is because, uh, he knew people were like animals and he knew people were evil. But my opinion is that it could have been a number of different possibilities. Not that what you said isn't right either, but none of us really know. I'm telling you, without a doubt, and you can see it in your own life, human heart is evil and the evil heart is jealous of the light and it will try to destroy it just like that. No, I don't doubt and that. And God knew that. Human beings, human beings are so bad so low, we all are until we start to rise above it, so low that they think animals feel what they feel. They don't know they're feeling what animals feel because they're in an animal nature. That's why they can bite one another, snare at one another, destroy one another, 
just like that. And they're like robots. They can't stand alone. They, they have to have a group to keep the, the, the herd going, right? But he knew that human would try to destroy that. And he knew that the first thing fallen state people want to do, as soon as they hear the truth, they want to run and teach it. Now, there's more to it, maybe, I don't know, but that's the primary. Because Christ came to change the heart. He came to change the heart of mankind. That's why he says salvation is in the heart. The kingdom of heaven is within. Change the heart, you'll be free of everything else. And nothing else is you anyway. The, the ego is not the real you. But it's of the heart. But good point. Did you want to add anything? No, I just, well, I do want to add something. When um, you say that, when you said what you said, the reason why, and I don't doubt that, but I also, I know that people have to know for themselves as opposed to saying, well, Jesse said it, so that's the reason. Well, when it, you're right. Whenever Jesse says anything or anyone says anything about anything, except practical advice, and even then you have to question that sometimes. Right. But if thoughts are coming to give you a dialogue or a conversation about what you hear, let that pass. Mm -hmm. Let the thoughts about what you hear pass. And that way you're not in doubting or believing. Right. It's like when you read the Bible, the devil interprets what you read. Now you think you got it. You run out and start teaching. But if you didn't read it to remember and the devil tried to tell you what you just read, you'll let it pass. Mm -hmm. There's a way to know without thinking. There's a way to know without thinking. Amazing. Trust no human being. I saw the, the end of a movie last night with uh, Denzel Washington, Malcolm X. And I've seen that movie several times, but that movie is so deep it made you want to slap your mama. <laughs> Everything that we are talking about, he went through that. The whole church, the whole movement, the everything was exactly about what we we're talking about today. Y'all, I want y'all to understand your thoughts on your enemy. And Satan stay busy with thoughts. Right now you're having thoughts. Let them pass. Watch them. When you see them, you're conscious. And die consciously. You want to be conscious. Be aware of the pain, the thoughts, and the pain. Do not run away from it. Be aware, and you're dying. So when someone speaks, I hear Joel on the show, show all the time talk about women and dating. Expert. And I don't doubt him, I just listen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Really? And the stop you tell me all kinds of things. Like, go in that studio. What is that boy talking about? <laughs> but I just listen because he's growing. He really is. And so I want you to practice this week. When you're in a conversation with anyone, I don't care what title they have or what, how they dress or whatever, right? Watch how busy Satan is about that conversation. He giving you responses to have already. 
What are they talking about? That's not right. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all good. That's all right. Watch that and let it pass. Really. Stop communicating with the devil, period, in your head and outside of you, inside of others. Stop. You don't owe anything to anyone. You don't have to respond. All right. So let me do this. I want Sean to say what he was going to say. Did I see? And, and I saw your hand. Okay. Uh, I was just going to respond at the beginning with the, the lady who was talking about her husband and her daughter. Yes. And then Alexis said the, the word annoying could be, could be problematic. Right. Um, I've said this on the show before, but like with parenting and positive versus negative reinforcement with, with parenting, if your kid, you know, loses their keys or something for the, the car you just bought them and you say like, don't ever do that again, like don't forget that, is a lot different than saying, you know, I want you to be more uh, conscious, you know, of what you do with your keys. That's right. It's a lot different. So to say to someone, um, you know, you should be more conscious is even a lot different than saying you're being annoying, you know. Or don't be angry. Just yeah. something beautiful instead of that kind of talk. And if you have love, you will be given the right words to say. You're absolutely right. Because parents hate their children. Parents do exactly to their children what was done to them. And they know their parents didn't love them, but yet they go and don't love their children. That's a very good point. Parents hate their children. Parents are destroying their own children, and they call it love. Isn't that amazing? Let me take here first and then here. And then I want to get to the biblical question. All right. Oh, then here. I don't know if I'm backwards on this, but is uh, we're taught that unconsciousness is no thinking. But is unconsciousness thinking? Con unconsciousness is thinking and consciousness is no thinking. Right. Okay. It's yeah. It seems kind of it's counterintuitive, but yeah, it's kind of backwards. Right? What do you mean? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to. Ask no. What do you mean by that? So yeah, like if you're, like if I say I'm unconscious, I might, I'm I may be thinking about something I don't know that happened, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, you're or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But we're taught that p people that are unconscious, they're not thinking. That's what oh, it's kind of put out there. No. But it's actually... It's the other way around. Okay. The world have taught us wrong. That's why we have to be untaught, unlearn everything we've learned. Our mind must be renewed. Really. Absolutely. Okay. There's something like a mind is a terrible thing to save. Y'all heard that? It used to be so popular. A mind is an evil thing. I mean, mind is a terrible thing to waste. A mind is a terrible thing to save. You don't want to save your mind. You want to overcome your mind. Yes, sir. I just had a quick thought about the um, the con. A quick thought, yeah, about the consciousness thing. And I thought about kind of like sports. I don't know if anyone plays sport, but I mean, like if you play basketball. And you want to make that clutch shot. You kind of imagine it in your head. And then you think about it. And then you, you come out of that kind of flow state of just letting it happen. And I think it's yeah. kind of similar. It's like you kind of, 
you're thinking, oh, you know, I might do this, I might do that. And then in that split second of coming out of it, you mess it up. So sometimes it's better to just, you know, kind of flow, flow with it, I don't know. I don't know if that's me thinking I'm smart, but... That's right. That's what I thought, you know. <laughs> and he makes a good point, and I thought the same thing. <laughs> and, and I thought... Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that when you fight, if you stay conscious, you could beat the person. But the reason you lose the fight because you go unconscious. You get mad. You're taking the, the person here to you. You get mad about that. But if you stay conscious, you're going to see this person moving. And you're going to see where the open space to knock them out. But if you go unconscious, you get mad, you're not going to see that. And they're going to, they're going to flow you. <laughs> stay practice consciousness. Yes, ma'am. So I don't want to take away from where we are, but when you say parents hate their children, yeah. for some reason, I've heard it quite a while, and I know I'm not the, I haven't been here the longest, but it never makes sense to me. So one, am I ever going to understand it? Or two, is it because, is it the evil inside of me that forces me, I mean, stops me from understanding? It literally doesn't make sense to me that when you say that. children? Yeah, or more relating to myself, how me hating my mom turned me into her. I don't get that. I don't, I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense to me. Like yeah. biologically, physiologically, it doesn't on any level make sense to me. Uh, Will Joel it ever make sense? I want to explain it and I put my little two cents. What it really is is just the same spirit. So the spirit of anger that is hating your mom for being judgmental to you is the same spirit you have. Uh -huh. So it's just the same spirit. It's, okay, it's that simple. Yeah. Because the mother spirit is evil. She has not overcome. So when you were born and you are a spirit, it's your spirit that's been traumatized, right? Not your physical. Okay. Your spirit. And so you've been traumatized when they pass their anger down to you. You're innocent. And they destroy that by making you angry. And you become like that spiritually. I was overcomplicating it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that there was this grand system and process, and then all of a sudden you put this in with that, and then this with that, and then that becomes that. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. And to your point, like, one, when on the women's forum I came to you and I had mentioned something that had happened with me on wor at work that week, and it was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I almost lost my job. And none of, I was still angry. Like you said, that spirit. I was feeling every bit of it, even when I was telling you, until you said, and you're dealing with your soul. When you said that, I was like, whoa, like it really like the, what I was dealing with really kind of consciously came to my mind, like yeah. what's really at stake here. Yeah. Like I was being super petty about something that has, was so insignificant and yet I was willing to, to bet my soul on it. Like, that, that's crazy. That's insane, but now that you know, you'll be aware it won't happen again. And if he tempts you with it, you'll be able to resist it. Yeah. It's like when you're raped. Anybody ever been raped? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> One person. Oh what? Nobody's going to admit that. Oh, you don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I didn't want you to say it out loud. You're right. This woman called Joelle Shaw, and she was crying about something like that. She didn't say exactly what it was, but she said something happened to her five years ago. And when she think about it now, she cries. Am I right about that? Was that you? Maybe we'll hate show. Who show was that, Sean? Uh, that same was, woman had called me. I think it was uh, Nick's show. It was who show? Nick. Oh, Nick's show. Oh, Anchor Baby. Do you remember was that Was it the call? other day when I was grinning? You want me to say her that name? Woman I was no, grinning. don't say her name. What the? Was it the one I was grinning with? But, what? The woman I was grinning with? No. Okay. Mm-mm. But the point is, I don't know, one of you guys shows. But the point is, she remembers stuff that happened five years ago. I hope she's watching. And every time she thinks about it, she cries. And she feels bad about it. She feels the pain of it, right? But what she doesn't realize, her body has healed from that. Her body don't even remember it. It's healed, but her spirit has not because she has not forgiven. If she ever forgave the rapist and let it go, her spirit will heal and it will be just if she ever wanted to mention it again, it would be just a memory that she brings up just to communicate about. But she would not feel anything about it. Zero. Because the spirit, the real person, would have healed. It doesn't make sense to think about something happened yesterday and cry from it today. It's only because you didn't deal with it in the right way when it happened. You became angry. And the spirit cannot afford to be angry. Anger is evil. It's like, well, I won't say that. But because it's political, I have to say it on the show. But um, it's the spirit. You are a spirit. Satan and all his demons are spirits. And they are warned against the spirit of God because they can't hurt God, so they hurt you to get back at God. They can't touch God. And I promise you, if you grow in consciousness, they will not be able to touch you. They won't be able to touch you because they have no power. And even in your mind or in your body, they won't be able to touch you. And in other people, when they come at you, they won't be able to touch you because there's no one there to touch you anymore. The far self is gone. Where did the hand I just? Oh, right here. Then I got to deal with the biblical question. Five minutes. Yes, sir. What you just said was from Nefarious. We just saw that movie that the devil about, attacks us. That was, yeah, y'all seen that? that? Was a deep movie. We are sons and daughters of God, and Satan can't touch God, so he trying to get us. That's that's why. But God got you, and He's trying to save you from the devil. But you have identified with the devil. You won't let him save you from the devil. Isn't that a mess? He's like, Lord, save me. Stop that too. <laughs> it's all an act. It's all a thrill. Anybody notice people trying to get thrills from you t- this week? Or you trying to get thrills? Y'all notice that? I want you to really pay attention to that. When somebody trying to hurt you or make you feel something, embarrass you, or, or, or you trying to do it to someone else, or you being a little cunning, right? Notice your thrills. Just be aware of them. It's all about the thrill. Amazing, huh? Yeah, one more thing, sorry. So this morning we went out for breakfast, and there was a couple that was ahead of us. They ordered food, and they were sitting across the table from us. 
and they had two plates, and then the server kept bringing, brought like another three plates out. And then the guy was wide-eyed. He looked at us, and he said, I blacked out. I don't even know what I ordered. $100 later, and I got a table full yeah. of food. So my question is, why are people so dumb? Because they, they can't see. They go unconscious. I'm telling you, it's just unconsciousness. You go unconscious. And it's amazing what can happen to you and what you can do in that state. Because it's all evil. There is evil and there is good. And Satan is evil. Absolutely. So the biblical question. What's the biblical question? Oh, yeah. What's trapping you? Anybody want to respond to that? Finally, what's trapping you? Only myself. Yourself? I'm the only filter on the fire hose. Speak into the mic for me. I'm the only filter on God's fire hose of love and all that. I'm the only one standing in the way. No demons, no, not even Lucifer. I'm the only one standing in the way of the fucking 20-foot pipe. Did you say Elfin? Oh, the... Unconscious. Um, so only me. Only me, my filters, my bad programs, listening to the thoughts leave the thoughts, and then, you know, that's it. I'm the only thing standing away, the only filter, the only resistance. Okay. Right. What's, I saw your hand, right? What's trapping you? Uh, just identifying with my mind. Um, the, the, I don't, my sister sent me an old video. It's an old video that's been online forever this morning. It's two little kids in the backseat of the car with their mom. And the mom pans over at the kids and the there's like an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. She's like, we're going to Disneyland. And the one daughter, the eight-year-old, is like, oh, my God, crying. She's like shaking, so excited. And mom pans over to the four-year-old who has zero expression, much like you do every day on your show, listening to people. You like where I was dancing on the show? That was really great. I, yeah. I was um, dancing like the police. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. My favorite part of you doing that is watching Hake have <laughs> just go into like <laughs> keeping like a distance. The police. Yeah, but my point in sharing that is um, it's a really funny video. It's been around for ages on the internet. Keep it pithy. I know. My point What's is. What's that word? Pithy. Pithy. <laughs> what? Yeah, pithy with the th. Pithy. 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 My point is, is that as. When I saw that, that's like such a perfect illustration of what keeps me trapped. Like, since a ch I was a child, I had no tools to identify Satan. And I could be told something good, bad, whatever, and, and overreact. In this case, this little girl was like so excited. She was in tears. But you pan over to the other kid, whatever, but just for the sake of what, I, what I'm trying to say is like, God, you consciousness or whatever is sitting there looking at the sister like what is what on earth are you doing you know what I mean you're overreacting and that that is what keeps me trapped like the identification of Satan as myself in the mind I'm overreacting and I All end right. up becoming frozen yeah thank you yeah did you have your hand for the biblical question oh uh, who had to have for the biblical question right here 
what's trapping you? It's a spirit that wants to take over. The spirit that wants to take over. A spirit that wants to take over. The young lady behind you want to respond. What's trapping you? My own hang-ups, like myself. What do you mean by that? I guess, like, my, my thoughts. Okay. What's trapping you? Thank you. For sure, my ego. I've got a massive ego, so I think that's got something to do with it. All the way from Europe. <laughs> What's trapping you? All the way from England. My same thing, my thoughts, my imagination, my ideas. Same okay. Thing. Anybody else want to respond to that? Yes. Uh, yeah, just not like walking through the thoughts and the imagination. Like I realize like sometimes it's like a tranquilizer, like the thought comes and then when you, like you say, when you take it on, it's like this tranquilizing effect that the feelings bring on and it like, you can, I, I can see it, I can be like, wow, I'm in a thought, but I've already been hit with the tranquilizer. And that's like the feelings. And yeah. I'm like, and I see it, and I'm just like, oh, whoa, I can't get up. I'm like in a daze. And so just getting up and walking through it sometimes, like even though I know that it's like happening, I'm just like, I, sometimes I just can't walk through it. But I'm like, if I just get up, it will wear off, you know? But so. Okay, keep it. Pitte. Pitte. Uh, Francisco, and then I saw one last person somewhere. Okay, I thought. Keep, what's trapping you? I don't know. You don't know. And just to add to what the young lady said, I think here, um, the only thing trapping you are your thoughts. That's the only thing. Your thoughts are your enemy. Really. I want y'all to really, really notice. Your thoughts are your enemy. And that's what's trapping you. That's why when you said they, the thought catch him and when he realized the thought got him and he just feel like he just can't do anything about it now because he got into the thought and didn't catch it. But if you practice little things, walking through doors, be aware of getting in a car, be aware of yourself sitting here during a meeting, just come back to awareness. The little things will cause you to grow in the light in bigger things. It's like more light, more light, more light. Your thoughts are your enemy. Satan is playing God. What's the name of that movie that you mentioned? Nefarious. I really want you to watch that. And what would you already have realized? That movie is just going to enhance it even more so. And, and watch it. Don't be up in there already think you got the answer. Because they're going to be like, oh, you already know that. Uh, and he's going to tell you about how the devil going to try to, the devil hate God, so he's trying to hurt his children. And you're going to have that working in your head. Let the thoughts pass and watch the movie consciously. All right? You'll get the full, deeper stuff from it. Watch it consciously. Last word. Good question. How do, you, how, do you, how do you get over thoughts that you know are kind of controlling your experience? Like, for me, I was all, this is why I came to church, I was looking for, like, this perfect moment, this come to Jesus moment. And so I think that I, I, 
I always look for that all the time. How do you get over those really big thoughts that actually can control how you do things? Like you say, just let it go, but it's kind of big. It's like, kind of like a mountain. It's not just like, you know, something small. Stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, and climb that mountain one little step at a time. Okay. One little light, one little light. A little light is a major light, but it's a little light, and go up another little bit with okay. another thought. Watch that. Okay. And then another little bit, and another little bit until you're at the mountain and just climb over. Okay, thank One you. One little step. Don't be in a rush because there's nothing you can do of yourself to change it. One little, one little step up the mountain until you cross it. Okay, thank you. Really. But don't let Satan make you get in a rush. All right? I, um, I have wanted to read a few of these things off that I realized. I'll do three of them. Because I counsel with a lot of people, and like you heard in this room today, everybody got the same problem, the same thoughts, the same reaction. This situation might be a little different, but it's the same thing. I, I didn't hear anything new in this room. And you have because all the same. The devil tell everyone the same thing. Everyone. All around the world. And so I wrote down, oh, let me go to number one. Being unconscious is like being in an attic and watching someone rob your, ho your, ho your home and you're afraid to face it. Being unconscious is like that. You're in an attic and you're afraid to use the light to shine on the darkness. Uh, it makes sense to stay conscious. It makes no sense to, to go unconscious. It made no sense. I was just walking through my room the other day. And all of a sudden I realized, wow, it made sense to be conscious. That wasn't my thought. It just came to me. I'm like, yeah, that's right. It does make sense to be conscious. It made no sense to be unconscious. Isn't that amazing? Anyone want to comment on that fast? It made no sense to be unconscious. Yes, sir. I think we've just been unconscious for so long that being conscious seems normal. It does. Uh, unconscious seems, but it's hell. And one last one today. Christ said, the wages of sin is death, and the death is of the heart. All who have anger is dead. Because anger is hatred. Hatred separates you from God. And you're dead. Your eyes are open, barely breathing, but you're dead. But when you're born again of the heart, you start to live. And then that old nature, all this stuff we've been talking about today, will be destroyed. They're just spirits. All right? And then I wrote, there is no good. There is no good and evil. Oh, there is no good. I mean, there is good and there is evil. And make no mistake about it. So don't let people cover up evil by telling you all these stupid titles or stuff. Depression, whatever they put on it. Post-traumatic stress. Let them say what they want and let them live in their hell. But don't say, oh, okay, fine. I know it's evil. 
And it's the awareness of the evil that we're destroying. All right. Um, two people comment on the meeting today. Right here first with the brown shirt. It was, I think it was very enlightening for me to be able to hear everybody's responses to things that I've been thinking about for a long time. Okay. The young lady in the white jacket, and then your hand and we're in. Coming on the meeting today. I appreciate it. Yeah, I learned a lot. Okay. Meeting. Yeah. Did I see your hand? Okay. Coming on the meeting today. I just wanted to say that most good traps have lures and things to bait, like bait itself to actually lure you to get trapped. So just watch out for the lures. That coming on the meeting? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, the biblical question for today. Okay. Amazing. Traps, the young lady in the black trap, just trap. jumping in response. <laughs> coming on the meeting today. Um, I had a fallout with a friend, or so-called friend that's been kind of playing out for the last two, three weeks. And um, yeah, I've been observing myself these past weeks and everything that we've been talking about today kind of resonates with what I've been going through. And yeah. How do you feel about the fallout? Um, so coming back to the biblical question with what, what is trapping me, it's my thoughts and this and how they trigger these emotions and the fear to kind of because the, the the energy feels violent and i think I, I felt a lot of fear of really facing and calling it out and instead i was just making a fool out of myself by yeah um so i think I'm, i've just accepted it and it will play itself out and yeah, it will play itself out. So did they walk away from it or you walked away from it? There is conflict and disagreement. And I've been trying to reach out to have a conversation. But this person does not want to talk. So I've just said, okay, let's... <laughs> There's nothing we can really do. That's the best thing that can happen to you. Yeah. Just say bye. Don't try to reach out. We should always apologize if we did something wrong to someone, to offend someone. Oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong, right? But other than that, you say bye. Yeah. And um, I think it, uh, I was, like, resisting that, and that's why I kept on trying to, let's have a conversation, let's, because you start to feel worried, and you want to, you're so afraid of losing something, and it's just your thoughts, and it's like, oh, you might lose something now. You need to fight for it, or you need to just... You don't even know what you're apologizing for, but apologize so you can keep this, whatever When it is. you're willing to let people and places, people, places, and things go, you're going to gain so much more than you lost. It's going to... I can't even find the words to tell you what you will gain when you're willing to lose it. Yeah. And... Um, I think it, this relationship is probably one of the most violent relationships that I have in my life. Um, not physically, but spiritually. And it's testing me in so many different ways. And now it's just like, okay, I will let it go and it'll be fine. Yeah, let all thoughts about it go. Yeah. Right? And, and be glad it's gone, 
rejoice in the time of tribulation. Let it go. Yeah. All right. The last word about the meeting today. Amazing meeting. Amazing. Amazing. Nice. So listen, you got to work on you. You're going to love it. Really. And this path, this straight and narrow path, it could be easy if we knew better, right? If we knew in advance that it was just our thoughts and emotions and all the fears, like the young lady was saying, the fears and the doubts and the shyness and the worry and the scare and the this and that, it's all an illusion. That's what's so weird about it. It is an illusion. Thoughts are an illusion. So work on yourself. Be aware of the devil inside of you and your mind and body, but do not communicate with the devil. And watch all feelings and all thoughts and let them pass. As I was saying to the young lady, climb the mountain. One little light, one little step at a time. And stay with it and stay with it. And cut out, oh, how hard is so hard? How long is this going to last? Someone asked me this morning, I know they're watching. They test me. Just, why pray so hard? I'm like, I don't even understand your question. <laughs> they're like, we'll talk later. Prayer is not hard. How easy is it to just sit there and watch? What's difficult about that? There's nothing difficult about prayer. That Satan tell you that it's hard. Oh, it's hard to sit here and watch me. And you go, oh, yeah, prayer is hard. Ain't nothing hard. Let go. All right. So thank you all. Uh, is the men's forum this week? Nope. No, oh, OK. No men's forum this week. Look, I'm a dummy, black and dumb from Alabama. For me to be saying this is mind blowing to me. It really is. God is with you, too, because the only reason you, you all can see a little bit of where I'm coming from, it's the same God that showed me, too. It's the same one. And God doesn't care how smart we are, how tall, short, fat, skinny, rich, poor, black, white. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. Right. He cares about your soul. He's already you already bought and paid for. You're not on sale anymore for the devil. You've been bought, paid for, and owned by God. All right? So do the silent prayer, watch the thoughts, and do nothing else. Go about your day. And again, be present of those walking through doors and talking when you're talking to one another. Be aware of yourself talking to one another. All right? I'm sorry? I don't quite. I thought I had one. Oh, I'll use this one. I'm going to use it since you ask. Because I was a little, thinking, maybe I'll just talk with the experts about it. <laughs> what is hell? Oh, no. oh, nice. nice. Oh, thank you. What is hell? I'm going to have to hide my book from Joel. <laughs> the answer is not there anyway. I'm just playing. But what is hell? Yeah, because I wasn't for sure if I want to use it. Nice. Okay, that's the biblical question. Thank you for your support. 
It's amazing we're ending on time today. We're white. And uh, I like these jokes because these kind of things used to be so serious when they're so unimportant. You're going to want to beat yourself up that you took stupid stuff so seriously. But thank you for your tithe and offering. We'll do the uh, Super Chats tomorrow. I really appreciate your support. You're helping us to get a lot done, all right? Stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. Have a good one. Take care. Amazing. Amazing. So Nick is coming with the offer, with the basket and uh, that boy over there with the credit card. Any, anybody here for the first time? Oh, this is your very first time? Yeah. Oh, you look like someone else I know. I'm sorry? The, the, the person? Yeah. Look like y'all could be brothers. <laughs>